You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Saturday. Happy game day eve. I am coming to you right now from the studio in Tampa, but I'm excited as if I'm coming to you live on Saturday. Right now, as you're listening to this, I'm in Tallahassee. All the boys are in Tallahassee, and I hope most of you are in Tallahassee getting ready for tomorrow's big showdown. However, we are fully aware that a lot of angst A lot of anxiety awaits us for the next 36 or so hours until kickoff, depending on when you press play on this episode. And to combat that, you're going to want to watch a lot of football. I mean, gosh, think about everything we've been through. And now we have real college football back today. And I decided to do something a little special for y'all. I'm going to bring y'all a sit down I had with Danny Wheeler, Danny Domino as I know him, for our new betting segment. Danny's Dominoes. Those of y'all that listen all week, you heard his preview of that Wake Forest game. Hopefully that pick worked out for you last night, but we've got four more picks from the man himself, Danny Domino. So in just a moment, I'm going to kick it over to myself and him to talk about who he thinks are his locks for the weekend, who is his super dog, and who is his bankroll builder. The bankroll builder is like Illinois was for us last week. That is an underdog that he thinks you should hit on the money line. I'm not going to lie. Danny is a pretty good gambler. He's got his own uh, gambling Twitter at FR number eight out of Vegas, freight out of Vegas. I don't know where the name comes from, but that's his gambling Twitter. You can check out his personal handle at 18 underscore Wheeler with three E's W H E E E L E R. He's a great follow. He gives great picks. And hopefully, if he's right enough, we'll come back to him throughout the season. So sit back, relax, get some gambling picks, and be ready to rock through Saturday on our way to tomorrow's big showdown. Max, Dan, over to you two. I got two picks in the same game. I got Clemson minus three, and I got the under. Absolutely love Clemson. They bring back 10 starters on their defense. They look at it, they were top 18 in third down conversion rate, rushing yards per game, and yards per carry. Georgia only brings back five defensive starters. I like to think we got their hopefully best player, Jermaine Johnson, but, you know, it remains to be seen. I mean, JT Daniels is legit, very legit quarterback, but I just don't know who he's going to be thrown to. Darnell Washington's out. That 6'7 tight end who's the highest rated tight end of all time coming out of college, coming out of high school. Eric Gilbert's still MIA. No one knows if he's going to play week one. He's not back to practice yet. And George Pickens tore his ACL in the spring. So when you look at it, if you look back at the spring, once they got Eric Gilbert, their top three pass catchers are gone. They have a deep running back room, but this goes back again to Clemson. 10 starters on defense, top 10 rushing defense in the country. Coming back, that D-line is incredible. I think Clemson's defense is really going to shut Georgia down. Let me ask you, so you're talking about the under, you're talking about Clemson at minus three. So yeah. you're seeing this as basically a 27-21, 24. I think this is going to be okay. a 31-14. Right and that's um, just a product of of sort of Georgia's offense. Because um, I think we saw the blueprint to beat this defense, right? And it's what Ohio State did last year. And I think that Georgia does the exact opposite of what Ohio State did last. Like, 
Yeah. I couldn't think of two more diametrically opposite offenses. Opposite, opposite teams. Um, but again, the under goes back to Clemson. I, I'm pretty heavy on Clemson already. But one of the big things that Clemson did is they dumped the ball down to ETN. In DJ's two starts, ETN had 15 catches, which, I mean, he caught the ball a lot, but seven and a half catches was a lot for anyone, let alone a running back. Uh, their top returning back, Lynn J. Dixon, he had three catches all season. He's more of a between-the-tackles power running guy, and that's why I think Will Shipley, who was the number two running back in the country, I think he's actually going to have a pretty prominent role in this offense going forward in the whole season. I like this under. I love Clemson's defense, but Clemson has questions on offense. Georgia yeah. has more than a few questions on offense. So, And they like bring back five starters on defense. Already know we are going to Atlanta for the kickoff game, Miami versus Alabama, and it looks like they're at Minus 17 and a half for Alabama. Oh, it's moved up to minus 19 and a half for Alabama. That's not enough. I locked it in at minus 18. Let me ask it this way because I'm, and I'm going to let you talk about why Miami's going to get absolutely jiffy stomped during this because our fans love that. I love it. Holly loves it. Stacy loves it. Is there a number that this could get to that you wouldn't bet on Alabama? It's going to stay under three touchdowns. But I'm saying, I'm saying for you personally, like what, what would this have to get to for you to be like, oh, no, no, I definitely can't touch that. 40. Okay, they still bring back Brian Robinson. They still bring back Trey Sanders, who's probably a top three running back combo in the country. I mean, they're bringing back John Messi at 30 at 1,000 yards last year. I mean, the dude's a baller. He's a well, this stud. is Alabama every year, right? It's, it's, they, it's, they, they're a professional organization. Right. I mean, touching on Miami, again, they beat us. But they beat Virginia Tech, Virginia, and NC State by combined nine points. They beat Duke, who was so bad they lost to Florida State by 21 last year. I don't really see any impressive wins on their schedule from last year. They gave up 175 yards rushing. They lost their two best D linemen. And I think NC State's running backs are still running. Embarrassing. Manny Diaz took back the defensive coordinator duties. If a head coach takes back the D.C. responsibilities, he knows there's something going on. Didn't Gus Malzahn just try that at Auburn, though? He tried to, like, take back play-calling duties, and then all it did was... I think he did it when Dilly was there. Yeah, and then just put a bigger target on his head because then he had no one to blame for their offense. That's the thing. It's like, are you going to be too aggressive or too passive on defense? Uh, He's going against Bill O'Brien, who's had success in college football. Fun fact for you, Miami's 3-12. and Against the spread on neutral site games in the last 15. I'm with you. I like to take Miami. Or I mean, I'm sorry. I'd like oh, to take Alabama. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to take them at minus 19 and a half. I know you didn't bring this into this pick, but because we did it on the last one, do you have a feeling on the over under for this game at minus 61, not minus, at 61 and a half? Yeah, Alabama might win 63 nothing. Well, lock that in too, folks. All right, man, those are the locks. So, so far, let's recap what we got from Danny on Danny's dominoes. We've got <laughs> Miami getting murdered and Alabama minus whatever it is up to like three scores. Right now, it's at 19 and a half. I'd recommend you go ahead and lock that in because as everyone with the brain's money pours to Alabama, they might start inching that line higher and higher. We also have another neutral site game, Clemson minus three, but also Danny wants you to take the under at 51 and a half. Logic being they're going to completely shut Georgia down, but with their own offensive question marks, we probably won't see a ridiculously high scoring game from Clemson. Let's go on to the fun part of this, the part where we won't judge you that heavily because I made you pick these games. Who is Danny Domino's super dog of week one. And again, a super dog is a team that is more than a 10 point underdog. 
There's two that I couldn't decide against. I you can give us two. So I have Fresno State. They're plus twenty one at Oregon. They just completely demolished UConn. They're the second best team in the Mountain West behind Nevada. They they were voted fourth fourth in the West. And their coaches and their players have been talking about how they felt disrespected by that. They have a stud quarterback, a couple of playmakers on the outside, and Ronnie Rivers in the backfield. But the big thing is here, Oregon has Ohio State next week. And I don't care who you are. You're looking at 20, 18 to 22-year-old kids. They don't give a sh- crap about Fresno State. They're going to run for Ohio State. But A.J. Brown's a star. You might remember him a couple years ago from Boston College. He was the guy who always handed the ball off to A.J. Dillon. He's a game manager. He's going to be safe and avoid mistakes. Fresno State, I know UConn's bad, but they still pitch a shutout, which is incredibly hard to do in any college football game. Don't be surprised if Fresno State's winning at halftime. Who's your bankroll builder this week? What underdog is taking home a legitimate W? It's a homer pick, not homer for Lockhart Knowles, but homer for where I grew up. Penn State and Indian Lions will go into Camp Randall Stadium and beat the Wisconsin Badgers as four-and-a-half or five-point underdogs. If you look at Penn State, they won their last four games of the year. Week two is against Ohio State. They lose a little bit up front, which against Wisconsin could be scary, uh, but they do bring back six of their back seven on defense. I mean, they lost Noah Kane to injury against Indiana, I think, after first carries last year. They gave big-time game reps to Kayvon Lee and Devin Ford. But when you look at the three of those, I don't know if there's another team that can go through deep like that with the game experience they have. Also, for my homer pick, their new offensive coordinator, Mike Yurcich, best OC in the country. And I say that with full confidence because I've been in meeting rooms with him. He was my OC at Shippensburg for two years and went to Oklahoma State. Oh, really? Followed by Ohio State in Texas. And if you look at what he did, I mean, a man's the truth. Made Sam Ellinger look like a good quarterback, and I don't think he's a good quarterback. Had um, Ohio State. He got State, you a couple of college touchdowns. So he, even got me, right. he got me my first college touchdown, you know? There you go. So I actually have a big uh, a play call here that I'm expecting a touchdown on. Big Falcon Stooge left 77 sooner. Watch out for that. It's going to be in the red zone. Tight end's going to be on the left side. Attached to the ball. Trips to the other side. If there's a corner on the tight end, he's running a corner route. Expect him to throw it up and use one of Penn State's uh, big weapons at tight end there. So just keep an eye out for that. If you see it, running back free release to the left as well. So a little high-low read there, but if you see that, think of me. But one of the good things, bringing back six out of seven in the back, when you're looking at teams that play Wisconsin, it's not necessarily a deal I'm going to make attacks. They bring back the experience that they know how to. The corners know how to set the edge. Safety's not a fill, and the linebackers know how to fill. So it actually might be returning back six or seven might be more important than returning your whole front four, looking at a rushing attack like that. Well, folks, thanks for stopping by. Danny hit last night on his Wake Forest first half pick that we gave you in two episodes earlier this week through teasers, and hopefully he hits on all three locks today, I guess two locks today, his super dog and his bankroll builder. I trust him, and if you trust him, well, go ahead and do it as the man says. Thanks for stopping by on a Saturday. We appreciate it. Look forward to watching tomorrow's showdown. Hope as many of you as possible are in Dope Campbell. If you are, Come by and say what's up. We'll be on Legacy Walk. With that, I'm Max. That was Danny. And this was Locked On Seminoles. Go Knowles. Also, Sam Howell lost. L.